You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. It's one of my favorite shows of the year to do. It is the Holiday Gift Guide, and this is the perfect time to go shopping for your favorite geek. It's right before Thanksgiving here in the United States, and it is, you know, Black Friday, but I think Black Friday now lasts almost all year. It isn't as special as it used to yeah. be. I mean, is, does that even exist anymore? I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think, we're, really I think we're still on Black Friday from last year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not sure it ever stopped. <laughs> no. It kind of overlaps now, I think. Because, yeah, you see stuff like Black Friday in July or, you know, and they've been having for the month of November early Black Friday sales. And it's just, it's just crazy. And having, you know, us come to you to give our picks has been a great tradition here on the network and as part of Earth Station One. And we have a great crew to talk all about it because, you know, I love talking to these folks. So, of course, Richard is back. Welcome, sir. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me back. I love this episode. Uh, I love telling people what to buy. Mm-hmm. And it's actually nice <laughs> to actually have your computer up and running normally. I mean, I'm on time. I didn't, you know, make the show a half hour late like I think I did last year, you know, so I'm, I'm proud. I'm very Baby proud steps. of you, you know. <laughs> welcome into the 21st century. It's, <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, very much. <laughs> and Mary Ogle is back. Yay! I always look forward to this episode. It's always really fun. And of course, Mr. Howdy himself, Mr. Cheer, Mr. Happy Go Lucky, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. Howdy. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe. It's just smacking me in the face right now. It's like how it's like only a month and a half, less than a month and a half left of the year. What the hell happened? <laughs> this year, you yeah. know, it's like it just felt like yesterday we were getting ready to, you know, you know, for summer. And we were doing our summer, get, you know, movie guide and everything. And now we're at the end of the year. It's just, where did it go? Where did it go? You know, I guess that's a little bit about how when you get older, it just goes flies faster and faster. That's right, kids. Every, everything does. That's what you got to look forward to. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can remember adults telling me that when I was a kid, and I never believed it. <laughs> Yeah. Guess, oh, guess what? They were not lying. I was like, I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, old people. And I'm talking like, you know, people that were like in their thirties. No, not <laughs> old, people. old people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thirty. That's old. I flew by that one real quick. But but we but we love our younger listeners. Oh, we do. We do. We do. Oh, oh one of them. Exactly. <laughs> Well, goodness, I hope the people who listen to our show are not all older. Exactly. <laughs> and to the folks at the Sunnydale Senior Center, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Exactly. <laughs> I got our, a constant rotation. supporters. Exactly. In nursery homes everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> we'll eventually be doing, instead of doing Dragon Con or South, Car- or South Carolina Comic Con, we'll be doing the Senior Center. <laughs> we'll have tables set up there. <laughs> so it's awesome it is awesome we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home 
Feedback at Earth Station One is definitely the best way to get in touch with us. Or if you get a chance, like and subscribe. That's always the best way to, you know, let us know that you guys are listening or that you guys are interested in the show. It's really awesome with that. All right. We're not going to diddle doddle you around. You ready to take over, Mr. Mike, and give us, you know, what our rounds are going to be tonight? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we're going to, um, for those people who might be new to this uh, this particular episode format of ours, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, things that uh, we'd like to get, but we never do. No, just kidding. Um, I don't know. How to say <laughs> like, we've been doing this for like over a decade. I don't know if anybody's ever gotten me anything that's on this list. <laughs> yeah, life is so unfair. Oh, it, <laughs> it was so... But we keep trying. One of the first years I did this, William actually thought this is what I wanted for my my holiday <laughs> gifts. And he got... Oh, wait, like, you mean it isn't? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I buy this stuff for myself. You know, it's like... I thought this was a plea from all of us. Like, this is what we want, please. <laughs> what we this want. Is... Uh, but no, we uh, we have uh, scoured the internet, the interwebs, and, and selected, uh, each of us has selected uh, five, five items that we think that uh, we uh, other geeks, fellow geeks, would enjoy. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so I guess without further ado, let's get right to it. Cause it's like, you don't want to be that guy. Like, you know, when you do the gift exchange, you don't want to give that, be that guy that keeps like putting it off, putting it off. People just want to open the presents. So I guess Richard, we'll start with you. Let's, uh, open the present. <laughs> open the present. Okay. So, uh, my first one, I'm, we're going to start off a little, uh, a little soft, a little light on this one. I tried not to do like really expensive gifts just because I feel like I've kind of done that in the past. Um, so this, the first one I'm picking, it's called cats and boxes. Cause wow. I like cats and they like boxes. So what it is, is it's a, it's a game. It's under 20 bucks, I think. And uh, it's sort of like if you've seen those rush hour uh, games, like where you're trying to get the car out yes. of the parking lot. Like it looks like a little boggle. Oh, thing. right. Um, and uh, so the object of this, you, you get, I think there's 60 puzzles and you, you start it off in the puzzle form and then you have to get the cats in the boxes. So you move the boxes to try to match the pattern to get the the cats in. And so I I don't I've never actually played this, but I found it um and I look I I've I wanted to buy it in the store, but I, I've never found it. So um I haven't played it yet, but I mean I, I want to, but it, it looks really fun and it's it's kind of for everybody, you know. Uh you know, you don't have to be necessarily a geek or anything. Uh, and it's good for all ages, I figure. I mean uh, up to a certain age anyway probably helps if you're a cat person though probably i mean you know but if you just like challenging puzzles you know but yeah if you're if you hate cats you may not appreciate this but um, i mean i have a love-hate relationship with my cats so that's a oh, hate love-hate relationship everybody with everybody uh so i mean that's fair uh um and i do know that uh you know it's interesting because you know for me in our house like every holiday Actually, anytime Amazon or Chewy or any delivery comes by, oh. it's a holiday for the cats because they love boxes. It is the weirdest thing, but you open up a box and you blink and a cat's in it. Like, it is so <laughs> bizarre how they just uh, love doing that. So this is uh, this is cute. I like the 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 way that the boxes and the game board and, and the cats all look, the cat figures. It's a pretty cute looking game. 
Yeah, as long as it comes thing. in a big box so my cats can like jump. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's Amazon, well, if, so it will. Well, if you, yeah, I was gonna say if you buy it from Amazon, it'll <laughs> it'll either come in a huge box with no packaging or it'll come in a, a, a plastic envelope. <laughs> if it comes, actually, it's weird too because when it comes, like when the things come in small boxes, even though the cat might be bigger than the box, oh my the cat, cat needs to go uh, in the box. They like yeah, it my better cat that loves, way. Yeah, my cats do. They like when they're. You know, when they're just squeezing out the sides. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this looks cool. It looks like something for all ages, too. That is awesome. Awesome, awesome. That's a first good, good first pick, sir. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. Uh, Mary. All right. Let's see if I can get this link in the chat. There we go. Uh, interestingly, my first one is also a board game. <laughs> uh we're all on the same wavelength there apparently uh this one this is a really good one for for the whole family it, it's ages eight plus and it's it's reasonable it's it's also around twenty dollars uh but it, it's great for for artists or anyone who really loves color because the game board is just an array of hues it's just squares of color and the object is it and the interesting thing about it is how everyone perceives color differently so you'll have one player saying i'm thinking of the color of the sun and the other players have to try to guess which hue that person is thinking of and you can get some wildly disparate <laughs> answers wow uh, yeah. yeah, and it, everyone advances on the game board depending on how close you are to the original uh, person's um, decision on what that hue would be, and and it's it's a lot of fun. It's really interesting, um, very easy to play, very easy rules, and um, one of those things you can get for a whole family. That's very cool looking, and thank goodness you don't have to know the uh, hex colors for each one. <laughs> yeah. If you're a web designer, you you work with Pantone colors, you're going to have a whole different perspective. Hold on. Let me get the uh, RGB colors out. Right. Yeah. First, I thought it was like like an, uh, just an, um, like amazingly large Rubik's cube. (laughs) Whoa. The box, especially does does look like that. Mm hmm. But, uh, oh yeah, this will, this will help with all those arguments that, uh, Michelle and I have over what's green and what's blue. Right. <laughs> I mean, e- either everyone will hate each wow. other at the end. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> or they'll be laughing so hard it won't matter. Or, well, if you're my family, you'll probably all be drunk and it won't matter by the end of it. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that at the holiday. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, uh, that's very cool. That's uh yeah, wow! Two smart games. Yes, I only like. I remember just I grew up with playing like Candyland. <laughs> you know, there were a lot less choices when we were kids. Yeah, there were. I mean, there's so many choices of games now. If you go into Target, yeah. I mean, there's just. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. We, yeah, we had we had Monopoly. We didn't even yeah, have Monopoly. the different versions of Monopoly. It was just Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. We were so poor growing up. We didn't even have shoots and ladders. We just had shoots. <laughs> <laughs> All our ladders were broken. Yes. Very cool. All right, Mike. What do you got? What do you what do you what's your first pick? My first pick is I remember quite a few years ago, I think when we first started this, 
um, I did as one of my gift ideas was a TARDIS um, USB port. Mm, and, yes, I believe I have one of those yep. somewhere in up in one of my shelves. Yep. And when you plugged it in, <laughs> when you plugged it in and hooked in one of the USB um, to it, it had made the TARDIS sound. Yeah. So, folks, then, then all your stuff disappears. Exactly. Time and space. It just goes into the past or future. You'll find it. <laughs> and so, I'm actually. I just found it was sounds really awesome. It is a TARDIS Bad Wolf wireless speaker. That's Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it lights up, the windows light up and, you know, when you, when it's playing and everything, it, it goes and you actually could actually even have the TARDIS sound effects and such with it, Ooh, which oh, is pretty awesome. Cool. And it's actually not that expensive. So I was actually really impressed with it. It was only $40, which is not bad for a wireless, a good wireless speaker. And, you know, someone like me who listens to music all day long when, you know, when I'm working. And it's, you know, it's great to be able to have a good set, a good speaker and having Doctor Who on my desk, you know, and music coming out of it would just be, you know, just icing on the cake, which is pretty awesome. So um, this does sound pretty good. Yep. Uh, The sound quality, um, I've listened to a couple things. I've read a few reviews and it's pretty darn awesome. The people, what people have on Amazon has a 4.7. So oh, awesome. that's not bad. And and that's close to 500 reviews. Yeah. So yeah, it seems yeah, like a exactly. goodbye. I mean, a blue, I love Bluetooth speakers. Like they just come in so handy. You can just take them outside and take them wherever you want. So for the Dr. Who fan, this is perfect. And if you don't want to have the bad wolf one, you could just have the plain TARDIS without, without it painted on the side. So it's not too, too bad. And it's, you know, it's, it's worth it. I'm very curious about this and this might find my way into my uh, box on uh, Amazon. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised when you picked the bad wolf one, I was surprised that you picked the one that was Rose centric. Well, you know, <laughs> this was the era of Rose that I like. I keep on telling everybody that, you know, <laughs> so it this is was before she went bad. Exactly. Before she, she went, went bad. bad. And, you know, and it, and it's nice because it has surround sound and it's supposed to be, it's by a really reputable maker. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Now, if it was bows or something or, you know, beats, then I'd be like, okay, I'm all over it. But if it was, yeah, but it would probably, then it would be like a hundred, three hundred dollars, four hundred and forty dollars. So yeah. there I would be finding my money fade away into the past for the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Very, very cool. Well, um, I am starting off mine with a favorite comic person of all time, artist, uh, writer, et cetera. My favorite comic guy of all time. My favorite, one of my favorite books of all time, uh, is getting a master edition, which just was released this week. And so how could I not talk about, uh, it's a, it's not a, it's not a reissue. It's uh, actually, it's got new artwork on it and everything. Um, and it is uh, Matt Wagner's Grendel, Devil by the Deed, Master's Edition hardcover. Oh. Um, it is available. Um, and uh, now, like I said, it should be in stores uh, by the time people hear this. Um, it is from Dark Horse Comics. And for those people who might not know, uh, Matt Wagner came out with a 
uh, a character named Grendel, uh, named um, Hunter Rose, uh, like a long time ago. Like a long, I feel really old. Like, yeah, it was uh, like three decades ago, maybe. It was one of the first indie comics that really got my attention. And uh, I've been in love with uh, Matt Wagner's work ever since. And the fact that he's returning to this story, which he, it's it started all those years ago, but he's redoing it. Uh, featuring 120 all new pages uh, using his, his uh, obviously uh, skills now as a uh, writer and artist. Uh, his son is doing the coloring and his son is a very good colorist as well. Uh, there, So it's a nice hardcover edition. Now this was supposed to, I think come out in conjunction with the uh, TV series that uh, Netflix has uh, or had greenlit. Um, and that was about a year or so ago, but Netflix has since reneged on that. So, <laughs> of course they have. Uh, it's, Netflix. So, it's Netflix. Right. So I don't, I think the pilot was shot. I don't know if much else was shot. I don't know exactly where things stand. They said they were going to shop it around. So who knows? We might see Hunter Rose Grendel at some point, but um, if you don't, if we don't see it on, on live action, that's fine. This comic, like I said, just has uh, blown me away. It's 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 got everything that I love about indie comics, um, and by a great storyteller. It's very noirish and it's very mature audiences. So this is not mm-hmm. unlike not, uh, not, you not know some of the kids. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is not for kids. As you can, as you guys can see, probably from the cover, there's there's blood <laughs> <laughs> on on the in, on the cover, um, and it's all red with skulls, basically saying like, "Do not read." So, and that, of course, is enticing the children. So, probably keep it away from the kids. Now, there is a super deluxe master's edition, of course, that's like a hundred dollars more, and it comes with a slipcase and a signed piece of art, I think, by Matt himself. Um, obviously, if you can find that and afford that, go for it. Um, but if you're just looking for the hardcover edition, it's 30 bucks. Um, and that's just retail. You can probably ch- you get it cheaper at other places. I, of course, of course, recommend going to your local comic shop and checking there first and foremost to see if uh, if they have it, which they probably should. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't pass this up uh, as far as uh, giving a shout out because, again, it's one of the things that made me a, a comic fan um, for a long time and, and made me, introdu- and, like I said, introduced me to indie comics. The artwork is gorgeous. It is beautiful. That is it, amazing. It, it that is, is beautiful. There, is there anything you'd compare it to, Mike? Like, is it a like like a violent Batman or anything like that? Um, it is a very noirish story um, about a uh, Hunter Rose is a uh, sort of uh, crime lord. He's sort of like an anti-Batman. Uh, he's oh. a very rich guy who has a ward, um, but he uh, is a crime a crime lord rather than a uh, masked vigilante, um, and he. Uh, he subjects his he, he the way he goes about his business is through fear, uh, with his costume and his um uh, his uh, skills as a killer. So um, it's very violent, uh, very like I said, noirish. Um, if you think if you like things like maybe the shadow, um, or oh, yeah. um uh, some of that stuff, um, this might be up your alley. Um, it's I've hard always to, heard about it. Yeah. Um, it's gone on to become like a huge, huge series, and there are many iterations. And Matt has taken this 
character in this series into far off outlandish, fantastic futures. Um, and I can't recommend those stories highly enough because they're really awesome as well. What he does with this series is just unprecedented. Um, but, uh, this is, it all starts here. Cool. So, uh, so very cool. You can get that through Dark Horse or your local comic shop. All right. We are going to go to, wow, that's, that was too fast. Wasn't it? Didn't it I'm fast? loving it. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go to round two. And this time we're going to start with Mary. Well, I also have a book to talk about. Cool. And this, there's a museum exhibition going around, uh, started in 2022 is going to end in 2024 visiting several different museums and it's about the art and life of Maurice Sendak. Awesome. And if people don't remember, he's the one who uh, wrote and designed where the wild things are and in the night kitchen, um, just an incredible illustrator. Mm-hmm. And uh, I almost hesitate to say children's book author <laughs> because he's uh, uh, he's a bit actually controversial in the children's book world because his children are actually more realistic (laughs) and uh more more like uh and not you know sweet little things that um that do nothing uh that could possibly uh, bother you because that's all they do is things that will bother you (laughs) but that's the point of it um beautiful color beautiful illustrations um and it's it's a survey of his work because it goes along with the museum exhibition and um and there's also interviews with people he collaborated with and uh, friends and family and um you know essays on on who he was and what he was about and what he was thinking of and um you know he he's one of those those authors whose books often come up on banned book lists and so it's another reason I wanted to celebrate him because unfortunately we are living in an era where uh People seem to think it's okay to ban books, and it is not, and never will be okay to ban books. Um, and people like uh, Marie Sendak, Sendak, who was uh, enormously creative, uh, deserve to be celebrated. And um, uh, he he's often show, also shows up on uh, the most checked out books from libraries and, and most recommended books from librarians. It's not the librarians who are champion, championing the banned books. Um, so in, in order to, to support, um, authors and illustrators who, who are dealing with that and, uh, just to get a, an absolutely beautiful book that I think would be wonderful for, for anyone who loves children's books and all things Maurice Sendak, this would be a great gift. And for 32 bucks, it's a steal. Oh yeah. It really it's, it's a beautiful hardcover. Yeah. <laughs> the illustrations yeah. are, are wonderfully reproduced. I um that's awesome. I had a copy of uh Where the Wild Things Are uh growing up and actually I thought that was pretty standard. Uh, it wasn't until later that I found out how much that wasn't standard. <laughs> but uh and but see I must what admit to you. <laughs> uh, I I must admit I do not uh I I do not know much of his work beyond that. And even if it even if all he did was that, that's still really incredible. Uh, because that book is amazing and it should be everywhere and available to all children, all ages, because I think it's a, a phenomenal book and its message is phenomenal as well. Um, and universal, but, um, 
I think that uh, I'm I'm interested to know more about him because, like I said, I, I think I only uh, am familiar with that. But his style has been so influential. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see ripples of it across uh, other children's books, um, like animators, um, comic book people. Like it really like a lot of people read that book and were influenced by his his uh, wild things. Oh, very much so. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember reading in the night kitchen to William when he was little and it was it just his books are so beautifully illustrated and written. And, you know, it's a shame that some places are banning his books and it's there's no need for that. It's just craziness. No, it, it, it's it, for somebody. I mean, his artwork as as. Mike was saying just has resonated across um, the decades. He started in, I think like the late fifties started illustrating Mm -hmm. and um, you know, for someone to be uh, his, for someone who's, whose work has influenced so many writers and artists for, for him to be condemned is, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and what a shame if, if, if people were not allowed to, to be exposed to work of this caliber. I don't disagree yeah. with that at all. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Where was the, um, uh, you said it was uh, in, a, in, in a museum. Did you actually get to see the tour? I have not seen the tour, but it's a traveling exhibition. And it's uh, from 2022 to 2024. So it's still traveling around. I'm not sure where the next place it is going to be. Uh, would love to see that. Check that out. Mm-hmm. If it came oh, close yeah. to here. Very but much so. So many things don't come here, but but I'll take a look. But very cool. Richard, what's your, what's your second pick? Well, it's no secret that I've loved Lego in the past. And however, I don't really collect it much anymore. This hip, this, uh, has struck me, uh, in a positive way. The Lego has dived into just about every property imaginable and, uh, even Mario Brothers. But Mario is more of a, it's more of a kid thing because it's interactive and it's more, I mean, it's really cool, but as an adult, more they've kind of, you know, made it more difficult to collect. But I am also a Sonic the Hedgehog fan and they have a line out and in particular, they have the Green Hill Zone, which is from the first Sonic game on the Genesis. And it comes with Sonic, uh, Dr. Robotnik, and then has some of the crab, some of the little monsters there. And it has one of the famous loops. Uh, It's $80, but I think it's really cool and it would look really cool on the shelf. It, of course, has uh, coins as well, like uh, the the little rings, not coins. He collects rings. Totally different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, so so uh, and there are others in the Sonic the Hedgehog line that, um, you know, that are more um, like sets that you could display on a shelf. Uh, Whereas the Mario line, it isn't necessarily like that. But uh, but yeah, I, I love this. This set in particular is really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just thought it'd be, uh, a cool thing if you know a nineties kid or, uh, even, even, a uh, regular kid that likes Sonic cause he has two good movies out, mm-hmm. uh, this would be a good set. One thing I like about this is that the characters are pixelated to look like the video games of that era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, 
yeah the the set is too like the um you know everything it does look kind of like the video game mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like it um so yeah uh and i think there's even if i'm not mistaken i was trying to look i think on top of the loop there's a way to like put him like he's running or something but uh mm. anyway running around the loop that is um so but they do they do make like tails and some other people other characters in the in in the uh, series so uh if you know a big sonic fan this is probably a good line sonic fan and lego fan so yep. certainly there's a yes. big combination of both out there and uh with not only with the sonic movies and everything but with uh Lego being like a huge thing uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the competition shows that they have and stuff like that on TV. I mean, even my parents watch those because they're just the things that they can do with Lego. But it is yeah. I, I never really thought about it before, Mike. But the the fact that Lego is really like conducive to making things like pixelated. <laughs> that's, it's pretty darn awesome. <laughs> yeah. it is it's like, dope. oh, yeah, that that's, that seems like a no brainer. Yep. Yeah. Lean, lean into that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now they. Now they did just make a. Uh, I was going to pick it, but uh, I picked this one instead. But they did make a Mario Lego. That's the the piranha, the the plant that comes out of the pipe. Mm. So it's just the pipe and the plant. So I mean, that would be that would look really cool too. So absolutely, absolutely, very cool. Yep, Lego store. It's always busy around the oh, holidays. God, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but that's cool that's i'd say that's that could be for all ages um oh yeah i would totally do that i mean i can't build lego really because the cat's just i mean if i don't get it all together i mean if it's on a shelf my cat's knock it over so Mm -hmm. on the shelf the cat's knock it over if it's on the ground they'll knock it around yeah Mm -hmm. and they and they could swallow it so yeah uh they're not i wouldn't put it past them to swallow a lego it's true so and i don't want to step on a lego so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's very cool. Well, my uh, next pick is is more uh, for I'd say adults, really. I mean, I guess it could be for maybe boys or uh, girls too. Uh, but um, the folks at Retro Gogo, um, I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with Retro Gogo, so I want to give them oh, a big, yeah. big put up because they put a they put out a lot of cool stuff out. And the thing that I uh, really grabbed my attention that they just got was these wallets. So they do these uh, wallets and and coin purses and other items that, uh, you know, for fine for for all uh, sexes and ages, that kind of thing. But um, they have like these novelty vintage, uh, usually taken from ads. They have a drive-in movies one. They have a vintage uh, sort of ads for like that you find in comics. Uh, vintage girly magazines or monsters or uh, EC comics. Of course, I was attracted to the one that has Tiki matchbooks um, <laughs> and the way it puts together. And these are not like the patterns that they pick um, because the people who are behind Retro Go-Go are, are artists themselves. And so uh, they, uh, they, they know what looks good on the eye. This is not just something that, you know, you see and, and, and you get like on your Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and people like cashing in on other people's uh, artwork. Um, these are artists themselves and they know quality too. I mean, when I first looked at this and I was like, oh, it's probably some cheap wallet or whatever, but I mean, it looks really nice, uh, what it's made out of. Um, and it looks like it's built to last. 
So uh, I don't have one yet, so I can't test it. I don't, I don't know per se, but, um, but they've got different styles. Uh, so if you know someone who's into pulp magazines or classic movies or sci-fi or horror or anything like that, this is a cool thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I would say, you know, you know, go for the wallet, like look for look at, follow the link that we're going to provide for all this stuff for, to see the wallet, but check out the rest of the site because, uh, they've got a lot of really, really cool stuff that they do for decor around the house, uh, ornaments, blankets, uh, masks, uh, you know, you name it, they've got stuff, they've got prints and they've got a lot of different, um, uh, brands that they work with, uh, Betty Page, uh, as a brand, Weirdos, Bella Lugosi, EC Comics, um, and uh, I, th- I know that uh, Doug Bagash, uh, artist, is is a big uh, factor into Retro Gona. I'm not sure if he uh, runs this store or what, but I know a lot of his stuff is available through the store, so I think he's got some ties to it, but... Um, but it's 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 fun. It's fun stuff that um, man. If these people did, con- I, they don't do conventions. If they did, man, I bet their place would be packed all the time. So, uh, and they they're the ones that sell these like big, huge masks, like the Cooper yeah. masks that you have. Like, yeah, I've seen the masks. Yeah, I've seen uh, the masks. I really mm-hmm. like that. So, so that's my pick. Like I said, not for all ages, but you know, <laughs> if you know someone who needs a wallet, and like like if you're like me. You need a wallet like years before you actually get one. (laughs) 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 Those things get worn out fast. Uh, All right. Uh, Mike, what about you? What's your next pick? Um, A lot of folks know that I like to travel and that I also like to read travel books and watch travel videos and such. And one of the things that I love doing is picking up travel books like 101 Places to See Before You Die and, you know, books like that, or Good Eats, you know, finding out rest road food restaurants and such, and going to websites that match it up and everything. So I found, actually, from our fine folks at over at National Geographic, they put out Destinations of a Lifetime, 225 of the World's Most Amazing Places Ooh, in photo. Cool. And it's a hardback book, but it's only 23 25 and which is not bad for a travel book nowadays and the images and places these are not you know like exclusive out of the way places that the normal person could go to because you see in some of these books yes you could come to this resort in the ozarks or out in the middle of the ocean that's a you know a resort and it's just like this is like real places that you know you find on the side of the road or where you go to Switzerland and, you know, you go, could go to a chalet, you know, but that's open. It's on the, on the main road that you just places to stop. And they said the views are just killer. And you could, you know, the things to see of the Swiss Alps and everything, or, you know, stuff you see. And I've, you know, read through this book at the store actually. And I was like, okay, this is one of, this is actually my first pick. Actually, when I was going through over the weekend, I was like, walking through Target, trying to figure what to get. And I saw this and I was just like, okay, I want to go here. 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 Well, it's it's pretty awesome, folks. It's pretty cool for, you know, trying to make a bucket list. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also really, even if you don't 
want to or have no intention or can't afford to go to a lot of these places, it's being produced by National Geographic. So, you know, the photography is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's every page is a different place. And it's just it's just awesome. And it's just it's worth it. And it's part of a series of the most amazing things that you could do because they also have uh, journeys of a lifetime, food journeys of a lifetime, you know, destinations of a lifetime. So it's pretty kind of cool stuff. In our mm. And yeah. it just, it's awesome when you can see stuff like this. Yeah, I love books like that. Cause e even if you're, you're probably not going to make every destination oh, in your lifetime, it's fun to just go page through them and dream about visiting and read about all kinds of new places and see the beautiful photography great gift and and for even for like kids or whatever because how many times how many of us like had there were books around either from our parents or our grandparents or relatives or friends or whatever and there was a there was a particular image of some place that stuck with you for some reason mm -hmm. that you had to like you knew at some point in your life you were going to check that out mm -hmm. exactly and that's you know places you know, when we went last year, when we went to sprint to Spain on our cruise and we went to go to the Sagada Familia and it was amazing because the first time I saw it when I was a little kid was on real people. And, you know, when they're talking about <laughs> that's and, a blast from the past, and, Stevenson. And being able to actually see it in person and everything and to be there, it was just it, it's mind blowing when that actually happens. And it's pretty cool when that does. Wow. First, the first that I can, you know, I remember real people because the first time, the first the real people introduced me to uh, Elvira. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was that age. Okay. For that alone, you'll be forever grateful. <laughs> <laughs> you'll forever but, uh, be grateful to Skip Stevenson and Sarah Purcell. It'll be awesome. That's a that's a different kind of destinations of a lifetime book. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think National Geographic puts that stuff out. But nope. anyway, but that's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. It's just the image on the cover for those people who can follow the link, man. Just the image on the cover is 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 awesome. But also, like my since I'm acrophobic, is like, nope, that looks cool, but I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's All right. So first two rounds down. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and uh, check out some more gift ideas. This is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. And boy, do we have a lot of movies to talk about this time. I feel like November has been an interesting month of very mixed reviews. It feels like all the blockbusters that have come out have had people and critics being like, this is so much fun, this is great. Or like, eh, it could have been better. So what better time than to go to the theater, see a movie, and make up your own mind? Of course, the Marvels kicked things off with mixed thoughts, but of course, I was a really big fan of that one. I just got a chance to see the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, as a big fan of that franchise. 
I really enjoyed it. It's kind of long. And if you're not familiar with the rest of the franchise, this movie is probably not going to do a lot for you. But if you are a fan, there's some really great acting and character development. I really enjoyed it. Really want to see it again. In terms of new movies coming out this weekend, two very different movies, Disney's Animated Wish and the big historical epic Napoleon. And once again, both of those are receiving mixed reviews, but I really do hope to get to see both of these. The animated Disney Wish, just because I'm such a big Disney fan, and this one's supposed to be sort of honoring their 100 years legacy of making Disney magic. So I think it'll be fun to see. Do I think it's going to be Catch Fire the same way that Frozen or Moana or Tangled or some of the recent Disney hits are? Maybe not, but I still think it looks like it could be fun. As for Napoleon, I love a big historical epic, and I want to see this. It looks like one that's going to reward being seen on the biggest screen possible. So looking forward to catching up with that one. Lots going on over on the small screen as well. Loki has wrapped up. I know I need to still catch up on season two, but looking forward to that. And yeah, lots of great content. Once again, it's a good time to be a geek with plenty more coming throughout the holiday season. As the temperatures get cooler, let's think back to a time where monsters fascinated our young minds. Where haunted houses and flying saucers were the stuff of fantastical dreams. Come relive those wonderful times with us every Monday at 5 p.m. It's Monster Attack on the ESO Network. Welcome back. And now it's time for our third round of <laughs> gift ideas. Uh, and I'm going to start uh, with this round and uh, I'm going to cover a uh, book um, that um, spotlights and actually covers something that has, has, has been a worldwide phenomenon on so many levels that I don't think has been properly explored outside of, of the actual like company and franchise. And that is the MCU. Uh, I know that right now, Marvel studios, Disney's going through a lot. There's a lot of like back and forth on what's wrong, what's going on and everything like that. But there hasn't been, I don't think a really good chronicle of documentary on how this phenomenon started and how it became the phenomenon that, you know, that it is today that we see of it. So um, this book came out this year. It's by three individuals, uh, Gavin Edwards, Dave Gonzalez, and Joanna Robinson. Um, and uh, I'm not sure about the other, the two male individuals, but I can tell you that Joanna Robinson is one of the, uh, she is, is one of the, I would say, experts on all things behind the scenes at the, uh, for the MCU. Uh, she worked for Vanity Fair for a long time, and she's been a podcaster for maybe not as long as I have, but <laughs> but but she's been a podcaster, and she's done um, incredibly um, uh, episode by episode guides on things like Game of Thrones, Westworld, and yes, all of the TV series and movies for uh, Marvel Studios. Um, so just her name alone associated with this. Um, I think is was enough to get my attention, but uh, it's the first time that she's had a book in print. 
Um, and that's pretty incredible for her. They've been doing, uh, the three of them have been doing uh, tours, book tours around the country. So if you actually can look it up and see if they're going to be at a bookstore near you or signing, jump on that because obviously that's cool. You can meet the, the actual authors of this and, and ask them any questions you want, especially I know because Marvel Studios is a big topic right now because it, you know, it's not doing so well and people are wondering what's going on. And believe me, I don't think there's anybody who probably knows better uh, what's going on and how it got there than Joanna and these two individuals. So um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading this book myself. But I think for all those people who are interested in Marvel, who are interested in movie making and history making pop culture wise, I think this book is is a pretty should be a pretty good read. Cool. That's and, awesome. and Mike, yeah. you don't have to hear Joanna talk. Thank God. <laughs> I, 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 it's a, it's a joke Mike and I have between us because Joanna's voice sometimes can get kind of uh fingernail and chalkboard. Is that fair? <laughs> little, little little yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't bother me as much, but uh, I know that uh, some people, yes, uh, it could bother, but so you don't have to actually listen to her but uh i've followed her articles on on vanity fair as well and and she's talked to a lot of uh people behind the scenes and she she knows some stuff so uh i definitely encourage people to check this out uh mike will have you have the next pick me okay mine is actually going out to all the nature lovers out there um you know judy and i've been going back and forth about putting up a you know basically a birdhouse outside of our house and everything because we did a couple of years ago but it was mostly overrun by squirrels and, <laughs> and it's it's interesting because you you know you want to put it high enough so the squirrels don't get it but you need to keep it low enough so you can refill it and feed it for the birds and everything but it's fascinating when the birds actually do come out and one of the things that they have now is a bird feeder that has a built-in webcam. Yeah, that's awesome. So oh, that's that cool. you basically can watch the birds, you know, on your phone and such. And you could even create a stream. And I know I've seen on YouTube, people have a streaming channel of the birds, you know, coming up and feeding. And you, it's like an extreme close-up too, which is really, really awesome to see. And it's called Bird Buddy, and it's an original smart bird feeder with cameras that's solar powered, and it's high resolution, mm. and it's you know really awesome. It has autofocus and everything, and it's weatherproof, which it, you can't beat that. And it's just run through Wi-Fi. You know, it has to be fairly close to the house so you picks up the signal, but it's you know pretty awesome that you can do that. It is pretty cool. Yeah, it is uh, very, very cool. Um, and if you certainly have a place where you get a lot of birds, interesting birds. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you said it was like, you know, waterproof and all that and weatherproof. And I should hope so, because ooh, at that price, <laughs> I won't have to replace it. <laughs> it's actually on sale right now for Black Friday. It's 209 bucks. Yeah. Which... It's uh, it's cool. And I can I, I'm not saying it's not worth it because it definitely is cool. Um, and, uh, I would be, yeah, I could see the advantage of having one of these. This would be really fun yeah, with you guys. So you'd probably see your cats up on it once in a while. Cats yeah. and, or you yeah. could cast it to your TV and let the cats watch it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, cause I'm sure other wildlife would probably, you know, like squirrels and chipmunks and whatnot probably get up there too. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you get all different communes. And so it could be like, what is, it's almost like a, um, oh, what do they call it? The, the, the porch, the porch lights, oh. uh, the porch cameras. Oh, it's uh, like a ring. Door. Ring. Yeah. <laughs> to see if, uh, to see if, uh, any of the other creatures beside the birds are like, you know, uh, porch pirating your food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the raccoons. The raccoons. The possums. Yep. Does anybody have one of those like ring things? Of course. Oh, you do? I don't uh... Oh yeah. We have we have it all around the house. So I want I want one really bad, but I, I was going to on Black Friday, but well um not Black Friday, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Prime days. So uh, I may look this week and see because I, I really want to I think their I think their Black Friday Prime stuff starts Tuesday, starts tomorrow. So yep. I think so. So for some things, of course, it's you know they drag it out for a week and a half. Yeah, of course they longer. do. But bye, I like bye, that there's bye. different styles too. So it's not just one kind of house. Yep. Like I was scrolling down, you could see like there's different colors and different shapes of the houses and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff too. So oh yeah, you can you know have a contemporary, you can have a green roof, you can have a blue roof. It's pretty awesome it uses ai exactly it's terminator good. it's gonna start asking for sarah connor so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> very cool mary what do you got for this third round what have i got what you got what you got mary uh, what i oh, have yes. got is a gift card for bookshop.org nice and this is this is for people who do not want to support Jeff Bezos, which I totally understand. Amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> this is an e-commerce site, but it, it supports independent booksellers. So um, this is the place to go. Uh, the way it works is you pick a local bookstore to support. Uh, and your order is filled from, from bookshop.org uh, distribution site. Uh, but the full profit, the full profit, of the sale goes to the local bookstore you selected. And uh, and if you don't have a local bookstore, on, which is unfortunately more common these days, uh, the funds go into a profit sharing pool and it just gets meted out among all their local bookshops. So this is a great way to support independent booksellers who are really struggling right now, trying to keep up with places like Amazon uh, right now, they have over 1,600 local book booksellers, and uh, I think it's just a great way to to support your independent artisan and uh, you know keep small businesses alive. Let's not allow these corporate <laughs> so and sos to to take over our lives. We can we can support these local mom and pop shops. And the gift cards. It's a really cool idea. It's a cool idea. Yeah, the gift cards come from ten dollars to a thousand dollars, so you can pretty much get any amount. I'll take that second one. <laughs> if anybody's shopping out there, uh, the, the second one. Yeah. Mikey G would like the thousand dollar. Yeah, you guys part. can't tell. You guys can't tell. I don't have enough books here. No, so. you don't. <laughs> you can never, me. never have enough books. No, you it cannot. Is not possible. And and thanks, Mary, for for bringing this up because it completely blew my mind when the link that I have for the MCU book um, is actually a bookshop link. Um, any book that I mention. Any book that I think you, before you buy a book out there, go to bookshop.org, 
do the search and see if it's there. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be there. Get it through there. Mm. Um, granted, it might not be always the cheapest place, but the money will go to uh, a mom and pop shop rather than to someone building another like rocket that right. goes nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, this, this is a really cool place. I, 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 I think I was just introduced to this. I think Michelle introduced it to me like a few months ago and I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. That is really so. cool. It's a great site. I've been there multiple times and you can get all the same books you can get in Amazon, but it's mm -hmm. helping support local bookstores, folks. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. That's the good thing about it. Absolutely. Uh, Richard, what do you got? F finish off this third round of ours. All right. Let's see here. Let me get back here. And so I mentioned Sonic. I did mention Mario, but now I'm really mentioning Mario. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is on my list. I hope I get it. But, you know, if you, uh, if you know anybody that has a Switch, uh, the new Mario game is out. And however, I've not played it. It's called Mario Wonder, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And, um, you know, it's kind of a Mario game, right? But, uh, the cool thing about this is I've heard and I've read a lot of articles and listened to a lot of podcasts about it. It's really good with, uh, families. Um, so there you, you can all play as different characters uh mario turns into an elephant because why not uh you know and it, it is a 2d style but in 3d if that makes sense so it's like 2d like the old school mario that we all remember all of us old people and uh, but the characters are like rendered in 3d so I, i've heard nothing but good things about it and i've i've watched a lot of videos on it and it would be a really good gift for somebody that has a Switch. Uh, it's only on the Switch because that's the way Mario works. <laughs> and uh, it's $60. But I kind of urge you to buy physical copies just because eventually physical copies aren't going to really exist, especially for video games. And that's probably sooner than later. I see that happening in the next two years, two or three years, that physical copies just won't exist. Um It'll it'll mainly be digital. Elephant Mario. Okay, now I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard you know people kind of laughed about it whenever um, it, they first showed it, but somehow Mario is like a raccoon and a cat and an elephant. It just all somehow works, and I can't explain why a plumber, as any of those animals, works, but it it usually does. Very cool. Very yeah, nice. That looks like a lot of fun. Yes. I have uh I have never played a Super Mario Brothers movie uh a game. What? Never. Like never? What? I have the it's closest like the original? I, the closest I've come is I played Donkey Kong <laughs> when it when it first came out. As Mario. As Mario. Just jumped up the ladders. So uh so I played Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Um and uh and in Donkey Kong Jr. you were Donkey Kong Jr. You weren't Mario on that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the closest I ever came to. Uh... That's kind of crazy, Mike. Well, I'm a crazy kind of guy. Uh, I, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I, 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 my video games are not like my thing. I've dabbled in them here and there, but they're not, they're not usually my thing. I haven't had a console since 
Atari? <laughs> well, a little bit, a little, just a little bit past that. Maybe Coleco? well the nice thing about mario is and especially for the 2d mario games is they're pretty easy to grasp i mean there is a timing element to them but for the most part you know kids and even adults that don't haven't really played video games can usually um you know at least have a good time while they're doing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I also have an addictive personality. So I know that if I got games, it would just, if I got a console, I would. That's fair. I wouldn't get as little done as I do. So <laughs> I wouldn't even be podcasting right now. I'd be like, I'll just do it later. So, or you wouldn't play it like me. Like, cause I have a switch and I, I can't find time to play it. So I guarantee you, if I got this game, I'd play it for like a week. Probably have a good time and then never again. So, but, um, but no, it sounds, I'm glad to hear that the Mario games and the Mario brand is still strong. Oh, Um, it's stronger than ever. I mean, next year, well, in two years, I think you got the Nintendo Land opening up in Orlando. It's already opened in California with Universal. I mean, the Mario movie was a huge success. So, I mean, and the new, the new quote unquote switch is coming out next year. Uh, don't know if it's like the switch two or if it's a whole nother thing, but you know, so yeah. And I'm pretty sure where we're seeing, like, I don't think they're going to go away completely, but I think, you know, where video, uh, where comic book movies, comic superhero movies were like once the thing. I think this year, Hollywood went, what? And there's now it's going to be like video game adaptations. Yeah. Well, they did just announce a, a link. Uh, yep. So Legend of Zelda, um, yep. which is live action, which a lot of people are worried about. Uh, you have the Sonic movies. I mean, video game movies have always been around, but they've always sucked so bad. Nobody right. really pays attention. Right. Exactly. You know? So yeah. um, it's sort of like how, you know, comic book movies used to be, you know. Not exactly. I can I can see the um, parallel right there where, you know, where comic book movies used to be like pretty bad. And then all of a sudden, a couple of good ones came and then boom. And I see that with video games, too, where we've had a lot of uh, video games adaptation successes this year, whether it be, uh, you know, whatever. So um, uh, anyway, um, that's uh, I'm glad to see that it's doing well. And like I said, I think Super Mario is the future. So. All right, so I think that finishes our third round. We're going to go into our fourth round now. And, Mike, let's start it off with you, buddy. Me? All right. It's super easy. Um, Like I said earlier, I love to travel. And one of the things I've always had problems with, especially recently with traveling, is when you travel on a lot of airplanes nowadays, they have the entertainment center in the back of the seat in front of you, and you need to have corded headphones. Um, when you travel and everything. And so I've always, you know, not many people have um, corded headphones anymore because um, like new iPhones don't even come with a jack for headphones or anything anymore. So they're hoping that you're going to do Bluetooth. So this company named 12 South actually came out with, it's called the Airfly Duo. And it's a plug-in that you plug in to the headphone jack in the back of the seat so you can listen to the thing but it puts out a bluetooth signal 
that is that you can actually have up to two people um what having it on the so if two people have airpods or if they have uh, mm-hmm. wireless headphones or stuff like that you can actually you know watch it now very comfortably on the plane and it's pretty darn awesome it's a great great idea to do and you know so it just makes it a little bit easier to enjoy that kind of stuff yeah yes. yeah that's really a cool idea. technology is awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> when it's technology. used for good because i remember me and my wife were stuck at an airport and we were like sharing our she had one headphone and i had the other watching a <laughs> watching a hulu show you know back in the day. Mm-hmm. exactly so you can actually use mm-hmm. this to have two people you know hooked up to the same computer the same um same um entertainment center or such because i know like when we fly delta they have the thing in the back of the seat and mm-hmm. you know i don't remember the last time i actually had a plug-in set of headphones and so it's just you know it's just amazing to be able to, you know, travel with that now. And it just, it makes life a little bit more convenient. And this way you right. also don't have to try to pair it into the airplanes. Right. <laughs> you hear all the, hear all the pilots. <laughs> exactly. You listen to the pilots and you hear screaming and stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, really. Don't yeah. tell the passengers yeah. we're going down. Don't want to, don't want to get those, uh, don't want to get those announcements that you might be crashing. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> ignorance is bliss right mm-hmm. um, but this actually i think also um might be able to solve one of the problems that i that i have at home which is uh i sometimes i like to watch tv loud tv like action explosions death screaming that kind of thing um but uh i don't want to wake michelle who's already gone to bed yep. and so i've been trying to think of some sort of easy solution rather than hooking up my headphones to a, the TV and having a cable that goes like, you know, 10 or 15 feet to the couch. <laughs> like, you know, like this, this actually, I think would, uh, would solve that problem as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's pretty darn amazing. You could do that. Or I know not many of us here go to the gym, but you know, when you go to the gym and you, I'm sorry, the what? Exactly. <laughs> and on, How do you think I keep my trim shape? Exactly. <laughs> You yeah. can't pull that off anymore. We're a video podcast, dude. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty awesome, you know, that you could actually hook it up to the equipment there so you could watch the TVs they have, mm-hmm. the gyms and stuff like that. You know, because then, you know, you could hook it into the bike and everything and listen to it and pretend you're pedaling and stuff like that. It's it's awesome. Pretend you're pedaling. Yeah. Now, this one in particular that you sent the link to and everything, and that's this is targeted for iPhones, right? No, it's... Android. Oh, is it targeted for all phones too? All phones. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, and it's just not. You don't. You could plug it into your Delta into the back of your Delta Entertainment Center, at, you know. And if you, as long as you have any kind of device that's a Bluetooth, it could be, you know, whatever. It just has that iPhone aesthetic, you know, that Apple aesthetic. Like it looks like an Apple product, um, but that's why I thought that. So. Aha! But no. But that's cool. Yes, it's open for everybody. It'll it'll match everything else that I have. Yes. Because this is an Apple house. Of well, my side of it is anyway. Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle's Michelle's the uh the, the, the yeah, smart one. 
<laughs> not, not so much, uh, but we won't go into that. Wow, it's good. Um, here. at least as far as that goes. But no, this is very cool. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Look at look at that, the practical thing that we've had on this list. That's uh, you don't get those yeah. very often. No, I I tried to be you know somewhat. <laughs> look at you being the voice of reason. Who would have ever thought that with me? Uh -huh. <laughs> Not any of us. Nope. <laughs> never, never, never. All right, Mary, let's uh round four. What's what's your pick? All right, round four. We are going indie. Um this is my uh we're here, we're queer, get used to a gift. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love the post are they postcards? They're uh, they're zines, they're little oh, booklets. Oh, they're, it's like a I whole love zines. It's a that whole series awesome. of them. And uh yeah, they're so cool. This is a very cool um author and artist uh named Eve Archer, who is uh on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just gorgeous, handmade little zines um, that unearth queer histories, uh, including runaway nuns, 18th century pirates, Mesopotamian deities, and a whole lot more. Uh, it's just a really fun queer history and story and these lovely little drawings that she's done to accompany them. Um, there's even a print that that transforms into a holder for all your zines. That's um, awesome. Yeah, the listing I'm showing is issues one through seven. She has she has other ones available also. And um, they're just a combination of writing, illustration, collage, and lovingly handcrafted. And uh, just a really fun way to purchase inexpensive art. They're only, it's, this, it's only a little over $18 um, to support an independent artist who's out of the mainstream uh, and, uh, you know, and, and even if, even if this isn't for you, I, I highly recommend people take a look at, uh, this is on Etsy, take a look at Etsy and, uh, support your independent artist. Um, unfortunately, Etsy, uh, you kind of have to wade <laughs> through some of the schlock now that you didn't used to have to. Um, but there's still some, some really great handcrafted, um, gifts, uh, of all kinds. Here and it, it's just a lovely way to support your independent artists. So please go take a look and consider them for your gift giving needs. That's awesome. That's awesome. I always love supporting folks up on Etsy. It's just yes, you know. yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, Etsy's really cool, and I'm gonna um, piggyback off off your idea because I, there's another really cool website that I discovered recently that also supports independent local. Um, craftsmen uh crafts people um and uh independent folks that do handmade pieces as well as uh, small manufactured pieces as well and it's called uncommon goods mm -hmm. and uh there's a product on uncommon goods that i uh uh have seen that i wanted to draw everybody's attention to it is looks really cool it is a customized real viewer remember those uh view masters, view masters. We used to have oh, yeah. yes. well this place this uh company will make a custom one for you and mm. actually uh the color you want and i think they're made of wood um but you can ask also like send them your photos so the the what you're viewing on the view master uh are your childhood photos your family photos your cruise photos Mm -hmm. wedding photos any photos that you send them 
they they take they think they can do up to I think it's like seven uh ten reels or something like that. Um but uh yeah this is like a pretty cool gift and uh they range depending on like what exactly how much what you want from like $17 to $35, depending on, you know, how many reels you want, et cetera, et cetera. But this is, this yeah, is, no, this is very, very reasonable. Yeah. Absolutely. Like this is like, I mean, talk about a really cool, unique nostalgia fi- thing where you could just like have this done, maybe do somebody's like wedding photos or some photos that you took out on vacation or a trip or something like that send it to them for the holidays, birthday, whatever, an occasion. And they've got all their, the photos of you and them, like with them, like that they can just look on, look at anytime they want. Um, I, I this is like really, really clever. Um, that's and, a really good idea. Yeah, this is awesome. awesome. And uh, I'm definitely looking into this. And I, 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 I like I said, I, I found it on Uncommon Goods. And just like Mary was saying with Etsy, Check out on Common Goods. Shop around because there's a lot of really, really cool things on this site as well, um, and they're all uh, they're all really well made. They have different, you know, they have uh, good reviews and everything like that. Um, and you're helping local craftsmen. You're helping local people. You're helping, you know, these aren't big business people that are doing this. These are artists and artisans. Um, and uh, I can't, uh, you know, I can't say I can't suggest supporting them enough. So if there's one thing, I mean, <laughs> that I've tried to try to maintain with all my gift giving, uh, it's to, you know, try to try to support as many local people, creative people as I can. So, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, uh, so um, but I will say, you know, it's not uncommon for Amazon boxes to come to my house, too. <laughs> the truth comes out <laughs> so you know it's a balance we're all working through the through balance right you know so uh but you're not going to find this i don't think you know i haven't seen seen this anywhere else i, I certainly hadn't seen it on amazon so um you know uh get it before they get sued by viewmaster i don't know who owns viewmaster i don't even know if they still have viewmaster <laughs> so very cool. Uh, who we got? Richard, is, is it, have you done fourth yet? Uh, no, I haven't. All right. Uh, so, uh, this is not handmade. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is, uh, one of my favorite websites is Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, they mm, just got awesome uh, tons of toys, tons of toys. Right now, it's been happening for about, well, two or three weeks now, and the sale's still going on. So they have Ultimates, uh, Super 7's Ultimates, which if you don't know what they are, they're like deluxe action figures. Um, they've actually got them on sale right now, some of them, not all of them. But uh, normally these figures are like $55, and some of them are just 20 bucks. Uh, there's some that are 22 27 uh, but they do everything from Transformers, G.I. Joe, uh, The Simpsons, uh, just uh, Ninja Turtles, every, I mean, a lot of, they, they cross the gamut of, of licenses, Power Rangers as well. 2001 Space Odyssey, $27 figures. And it's not just a figure, like, they usually come in a box, they have Animaniacs, Mike, uh, you probably like those. Oh, yeah. Um So uh, they come in a box, you know, with just a ton of accessories from maybe certain episodes or characteristic or or whatever. Um, 
but uh, right now, if you know somebody that that likes figures, uh, this is a good deal, and um, they're really really good figures. So I actually have already got four myself. I ordered them, <laughs> I think, a couple weeks ago, and I already got them in. Uh, plus, shipping, no matter what you order, is um, is four dollars. Four dollars. I got I got four action figures shipped for four dollars, and this wow. box was ginormous um i see some of them are selling out like the uh, some of the simpsons and stuff but there's still a lot available i got the robin hood they have a robin hood and a prince, prince john. john yeah those are the ones i was looking at actually yep. like, and the good. robin hood comes with like the robin hood that you know and love but it also comes with the little stick stick uh robin hood like right. it, it almost comes with another figure where he's dressed up you know trying to um mess them up yeah 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 and uh, his disguise and and prince john comes with hiss and uh yep. yeah I, I mean that's awesome i wish they may had i wish hiss was in a balloon you know his head was in the balloon that's one of my favorite parts <laughs> <laughs> um so just uh, some really cool figures that i'm sure if, if you know a figure collector you could find something that they would like Brennan stimpy as well um so just just a ton mm-hmm. a- absolutely uh and good toy prices store. like i said like the super seven stuff is not cheap so i don't have a ton of it but um uh, the ultimate figures and so all the licenses that i talked about like they all go together you know they all look similar they have the same aesthetic same mm-hmm. size you know so like if you um if if these are toys to some people, you can, you know, play with your action figures and blend the lines and they all kind of match. Yeah, the uh I have used Big Bad Toy Store before and I love them. So uh, they're really they're really cool. Uh they will put things in a little like if you order a bunch of stuff, they'll put them in a little cart for you and you can either get them separately or them all together. They'll ship they 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 notify you pretty regularly on on when things are coming in if you're pre-ordering something mm-hmm. and the prices are really really solid and and as Richard said the 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 shipping is like cuz a lot of times that's what kills you on yeah. merch. Yeah. And the packaging is like they, yes. they like invented this like space age packaging that I've never seen anywhere else. And it's immaculate. So I've, I've never had an issue with Big Bad. And so I I highly uh, they're the only toy site I use. So they're, I mean, if I don't really care about what I'm buying, I buy from Amazon sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. they'll just throw it in a, in a plastic envelope and, and you better take and that thing out. It'll of the rattle package. around for like yeah. the whole trip. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you want your packaging pristine, order from Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Most definitely. <laughs> well, awesome. That concludes our fourth round. And, and, and awesome. Man, we are crooking through these gifts ideas pretty awesome a lot of good stuff i've added to my wish list already um and uh yeah i think we're gonna take another quick break and uh when we come back we'll do our final round and maybe you know we'll do some auto mentions too if we have time so so we'll be right back Welcome to Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the new animated series on Netflix. So last week, Netflix released their Scott Pilgrim animated series featuring the cast 
of the Scott Pilgrim movie as the voice cast of their characters. And it even has the creator of Scott Pilgrim on board. So my first guess when I heard that this was being made into an animated series were that they were adapting the comic book into a series. And I was pumped for it. Like, so excited to finally get to see characters from the comic series that we never saw in the movie and to get a full Scott Pilgrim story. I was so wrong. Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is not an adaptation of the comics. It is an entirely brand new story, very, very separate from the story in the comics and the movie. Almost its own mirror universe Scott Pilgrim story. Truthfully, this show should have been called Ramona Flowers Girl Detective because Scott is in like three episodes of this show. I really enjoyed the first episode and the last two episodes. They were very solid. I really liked them. The middle ones were okay, but also had me very confused at times since this wasn't the Scott Pilgrim story I knew. And even for someone that's seen the movie, this is not the Scott Pilgrim story you know. And it you know, I didn't go into the show expecting that to, you know, be the case that they were going to completely change the story. Would I say to watch it? Yeah, sure. The animation is awesome. The voice cast is great. Again, it's the cast from the movie doing the voices of their respective characters. The story is wacky and weird. It's just not the Scott Pilgrim that we all know and love. It's something new. And they even set it up for a second season, so that might be a thing too. So if you're looking for something, Scott Pilgrim Universe, but not necessarily the story you're used to, I would totally check it out. It was enjoyable. It's just not what I was expecting. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Hey, Joe. Hey, Tony. Do you like ads about podcasts? You know it. How about ads about Doctor Who podcasts? Even better! Well, you're in luck, because this is an ad about a Doctor Who podcast. Wow, I love it. And you'll love us, the Watchathon of Rassilon, a podcast about Doctor Who. I'll buy 12. Actually, it's free. I'll buy 13, then. All right, now it's time for our final round of gift ideas. Uh, who haven't we started with? Well, it's the fifth round, so we've started with everybody. So I guess we'll go back to the beginning. Richard, what is your uh, first pick for our final round? All right. Um, so these are really cool. So there's a company called Jack Specific, and they're a toy company. They've done, they had the WWF and E license for a long time, and uh, they do a ton of different toys. Well, they just started this new brand of toys, uh, and it's called um, Shelf Talkers. And they're kind of, they remind me of something from the 90s that you would have found like at a Spencer's. So they all kind of have the same plush body, like they're uh, very generic, but then like these plastic heads. And uh, I don't know if it's a, I don't know how they talk. Like, I don't know if it's just a button on the back, but they talk. And so, but what I think is really cool about this uh, line is like, the, the gamut of, of characters that they've got. So basically this is the first wave and they have uh, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, these are $24.99, by the way. Uh, and then uh, they have Johnny from Cobra Kai. They have McLovin from Superbad. They have Bluto from Animal House. The dude from Big Lebowski, there you go, Faber. And Andy the forty from The 40-Year-Old Virgin. So, I mean... 
out of one of those, you could probably find a fan of them <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you just need you know a little stocking stuffer or just something fun, uh, you know. And these could be for kids or adults. Um, I kind of feel like they're more geared towards adults with the the theme of them, but like Beavis and Butthead, they're all, they're all over the place, I guess. But um, you know. Uh, so I just think they're really cool and, you know, kind of a nostalgia uh, from yesteryear in a way because they just don't make stuff. They used to make this stuff all the time. Like you couldn't get away from it for, in, in like Toys R Us and all those places. But uh, now that those places don't exist, they're, you don't see this stuff. But Jax does uh, a good job and um, they're just I just think it's a cool line and hope it continues. And there's different phrases for each one, too. Uh, so you can go on there and look. Uh, I think I mean, there's a there's a pretty good array of of uh, of phrases from each one. So it is a pool string. And like the butthead I'm looking at has 14 quotes. So that's pretty good. Um, they're 12 inches high. So they're they're pretty good. And they have the floppy floppy body and can just sit on a shelf yeah. instead of elf on a shelf you can have dude on a shelf and he can actually talk to you yeah <laughs> now look at you go yeah like whatever man <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead pull my string man goes with the room mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's right really ties the room together uh these are cool i, I like, like these yep. yeah they're, yeah, they're cool. definitely more uh for like the adults i think no um, it's definitely yeah. yeah i think so i mean oh, very give retro. a kid give a kid a blue dough what, what are they gonna know <laughs> blue yeah, they i mean <laughs> no I, i'll be honest i barely know that so <laughs> wow. and i'm 45 so wow. he's the baby of the bunch of us uh but yeah uh yeah i mean these are these i like the fact that they use like actual movie quotes and everything like that you know so so you know if ai doesn't work out for a lot of studios they can use these (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know how this is like you know yeah i don't know how merchandise is distributed merchandise stuff so that's a whole other thing but uh, no, they're fun, and uh, the likenesses are pretty good. I, I do like the dude one a lot. That's uh, that. Yeah, they're all cartoony. Me. You know, even if they're not cartoons, they made them like cartoony, and so it really works. The dude one is is actually very cool. Yeah. Um, even the Johnny. I mean, you know who, who they all look. I mean, they look like who they're supposed to. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Jax does a good job. They, they do. They have a lot of licenses. I mean, they do the Mario. I'm back on Super Mario Brothers, but they do the <laughs> Mario and Sonic figures too. All really revolves good, around so. Super Mario. Oh, I know, right? So, well, very cool. All right, last round, Mary. What you got? All right, I have even more Legos. Ooh, yes. Legos, because <laughs> you cannot have too many Legos. No, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh cool, yeah, these are cool. Yeah, oh, I the cool. Those. Yes. What I have is the uh, the Lego succulents, and uh, in the last couple years, uh, Lego has come out with a botanical themed uh, series of Legos. Which um, it's funny because you don't think of uh, Legos looking organic in any way, uh, but they've managed to do it, and they're actually quite quite beautiful and colorful yeah. and artistic. Um, I figured the, the, 
this is a good gift for someone like me who can kill a plant just by thinking about it. <laughs> That's a power <laughs> I mean, of positive thinking. <laughs> yeah, my, my poor plants tend to die hideous deaths fairly quickly, no matter what I do. Uh, but these are really fun, fun to build, fun. They look great on a shelf. Uh, and there's a whole series of them. If you don't like succ- succulents, there's orchids, there's wildflowers, there's there's several different series. There's a bonsai tree. There's a bonsai tree. <laughs> uh, yeah, bonsai! <it's... laughs> goes back to uh, karate. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah, I just think uh, they're you know they you can group them, you can uh, take them apart and have them, and and there are separate little pots. I think I think there's nine of them in the succulent set, but. Like I said, there's a ton of different sets. So, um, I mean, yeah, I just you think you could put cool. these like in your living room, and they really would just kind of blend in. Like they would, you would, they don't look like toys. Right? No, they don't. They like really they don't, don't look like Lego. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, this is so. I, I love, I love them. Yeah. I'm looking at the close up of them, and it's just the detail is just awesome. Yeah, they really put a lot of thought and and work into these. Mm-hmm. You can actually put a Lego person in the middle of them, pretend it's getting eaten by the plants or something. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's probably what what we would do. Yeah, <laughs> it just shows where our minds are at. You know. <laughs> you know well, I, I think I think Richard did point out that there was like uh, the Sonic one did have some uh, some plant based ones too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and you can get the piranha plant from Mario. See, mm-hmm. um, coming out of the pipe, and you could probably put something in its mouth too. I mean, it, it, I, they don't have Audrey yet. I like mean, that's Lego. basically the same thing. I was gonna, you could yeah, just, I was like gonna... paint it, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a Lego Audrey, uh, Audrey. That would, uh, that would yeah. be. I mean, they they Audrey make too. so many different Lego things, like for adults, like you know, even Seinfeld and Friends, and mm-hmm. uh, they do the Statue of Liberty, like really nice architecture. I mean, Lego is, it's not uh, cheap, but uh, I mean, it's they do have some beautiful things, mm-hmm. especially when they gear it towards adults. They've done a great job at that. Oh yeah, I've seen like the Lego uh, Ghostbuster set where, oh. which is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the yellow submarines, or the TARDIS. Oh, the yellow mm-hmm. submarine one is yeah. awesome. They did. They've done Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. some gorgeous sets for Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, they did the uh, the gate, and uh, it's it's very expensive. I don't own it, but I've always wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> and these aren't too bad uh, for price wise. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. These these are around forty bucks, so so they're not they're not bad. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Mike, what have you got for your last pick of the evening? My last pick of the evening uh, is a little personal one. It's going um, whenever I travel, whenever I go around the country, I always try to see the local breweries or the local uh, convenience stores. What kind of root beer they have? Because I love root beer, but not the big you know, mass-produced root beers and such, like A&W, Barks, stuff like that. I love going to the places to find, like, uh, the Henry Weinhardt's root beer or, um, like, 420 they have um, down in Atlanta. Um, they have uh, their own kind of root beers. The Red Hair Brewery has their own root beer that they brew. 
And they have now, I found out, a root beer of the month club. It is pretty darn amazing, folks. And you can get a variety pack or you can get an artisan pack. Um, They're not cheap. Um, I thought, oh, this sounds awesome. It's like 50 bucks a month to do this. And how how much do you get? (laughs) You get a a six pack, basically. And so so 10 bucks a bottle. Yeah, pretty much. But you enjoy it. Our variety pack subscription curates 12 unique hand packed bottles and delivers them to you each month, which is not terrible. And um, it's it's cool stuff. And they get it from all local breweries or brewers all around the country and even some international. And it's pretty awesome. The stuff that I was looking at and everything. And, you know, it's, it's fun because you could try and you might find your new favorite root beer, you know, and such. And, you know, it's over a hundred plus unique flavors you won't find in any store. So, you know, at least in the grocery store. So it's pretty awesome what you can see. And there's like little there's stories behind each bottle that went through the brewing process. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of neat. And, you know, root beer, you know, takes me back to my childhood, you know, because whenever we used to go out for pizza, we would get root beer with it. And, everything. Mm-hmm. and so it's, mm-hmm. it always has like a good, you know, feeling with it and everything. And it's, it's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so I thought that would be a good way to, you know, Break it up at the end. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I just looked to see how much a 12-month tw- variety pack would be. <laughs> a lot. With shipping, <laughs> only $444. Go- Woo! Yeah. Right. That's, that's some pretty expensive review. You start, have to start your own patron for that. Oh, well, okay. Let's start patron. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you can use GoFundMe for that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Help me with my root beer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty Very cool. Well, uh, I'm going to end, I guess, uh, this round as well as the, the evening on a dark note. Uh, because if there's one thing that I, I like, uh, I like comics, I like tiki stuff, and I love film noir. And uh, since we're still in Noirvember, uh, my pick my last pick uh, is uh, a couple things that I already own, but I think are great for people who either love noir or are, don't really know much about it, but have like could get an introduction to it. And one is uh, for a lot of, for the adults that uh, are interested in noir. Uh, this is a uh, book of recipes for cocktails from Eddie Muller, who is the noir expert. He is the host of Turner classic movies, noir alley. Um, and he's also, um, a, he was a former bartender, so he, he knows his cocktails. And, uh, I must admit, I'm not big on, on mixology and creating cocktails and whatnot. Uh, part of it is because my budget doesn't allow it. And the other part of it is that my, my blood sugar levels don't really allow a lot of intake of, of, uh, a lot of sweet alcohols. But, um, this is a unique book. Um, it's beautiful to look at. There's a lot of great images, not only of the drinks that he concocts, the cocktails, but also of the, the films he talks about. It's each drink. It's a list of basically classic noir movies. 
and drinks that are inspired by each film, either that they appear in the film or that he has created because it just reminds him of the, it's an, it inspires his creation. The movie does. So um, it's a, it's a unique book. Um, I haven't seen anything quite like it before. Um, and uh, you could definitely tell it's, it's made uh, from a place of love for not only film noir, but of alcohol, alcoholic drinks. Um, but it's a beautiful book to look at. And the, like each, like I said, it's not just recipes. He goes into the films themselves, tells you a little bit of backstory about why each movie, either how it was made or why it's important to the classic film movement, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, uh, I definitely recommend checking that book out, but if you're looking for something for, for the kids to get into film noir, Eddie has got you covered as well, because he's also come up with a book also printed, published by T Turner classic movies, uh, which is a kid's book. It's illustrated by Jessica Schmidt. I'm sorry. It's illustrated by Forrest Burdett and it's called Kitty Farrell and the case of the marshmallow monkey. And uh, it is basically a kid's book that's uh, full of dark shadows, kind of a take on on a, on a few different private eye noir films, but in a definitely a kid friendly way. Um, and it kind of looks at the aesthetic of film noir without getting too much into the darkness that uh, the film sometimes and the violence that the films have. So it's definitely model, uh, definitely aimed at kids and it's safe for children. Uh, I believe, I mean, pff, you can take that from someone who has no intention of ever having children. Um, <laughs> but uh, as a cat lover, I thought it was cute too, because it's uh, it's sort of this kitty detective that goes on this case. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's fairly clever uh, as far as the films that it references and whatnot. So, so whether you are interested in film noir from an adult perspective or a kid perspective, or like me, both, <laughs> I, I suggest uh, checking these books, both of these books out, book out. and uh, and I'll have the um, the links in the show notes will be will go right to the actual publisher of these books, Hatchet Book Group. But obviously, you can get them to Bookshop as well and other other places too. Both of them are available there. Um, so uh, I definitely uh, uh, like like definitely would like you to support those the places first. Cool, very awesome. Great. So, yes, a drink in the darkness, whether you're adults or children. Cool. And and we're gonna end uh, we're end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody! <laughs> but but it's not quite over because we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna give you shout outs. But before we do that and close the show, uh, yeah, I don't think we've got anything else really. We're just gonna close the show after this break, right? Yep. All right. So let's do that. We've gone long enough. We've, people are tired. <laughs> they have no more We've money in their. Enough. They have no money, more money in their bank account. What if you could bring three experienced producers into your home each week to discuss your favorite movies and the people that made them? That's Tales from Hollywood Land. Your hosts, Arthur, Julian, and Steve, collectively have years of showbiz producing experience. Their weekly show is a fast-paced, fun, and very conversational experience. 
like spending a good time with your best movie-loving friends and family. Tales from Hollywoodland is available wherever fine podcasts are found. See you at the movies. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Station One Podcast. Fun, fun, fun. This was just amazing, guys. I love talking to you guys, talking about gifts and everything. And I'm already trying to figure out what I want to get for next year. So there we go. So it's a cool thing. Richard, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Ah, thank you for inviting me. Uh, despite all my troubles the previous years, I made up for it this year. So look forward to it again next year, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I love the show and uh, love hanging out with you guys. Anything you want to promote or shout out about? Well, I would, uh, uh, yeah, uh, FrankenCon uh, is my horror convention that takes place in uh, right outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. It, the dates next year are May 10th and 11th. And right now we have a Screen Queen reunion with Linnea Quigley, Brink Stevens, and Michelle Bauer. Uh, we have all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, we have some, a puppet show coming, a concert with the Casket Creatures is in the works. Uh, even Howdy Mike Gordon will be there uh, sharing some tiki goodness with us. I was going to uh, say, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite a screen queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can find out all that information on frankencontn.com. Uh, the website's there. You can buy tickets right now. Uh, give us a look. That is awesome, sir. That is really awesome. And Mary Ogle, thank you once again for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you. It's always a wonderful time. I love doing the gift guides with you guys. Totally love it. Anything you want to shout out about? Uh, just support your local people, support your small businesses, support your independent booksellers and artists and artisans. Go to craft fairs, go to galleries. Explore the world, the wide world outside of the corporate culture. That is awesome. Definitely. There's so many local stuff. And folks, you know, you have Black Friday, but then you have Small Business Saturdays coming up. And you mm -hmm. know, this will be out before then. So folks... Take advantage of it. Go to the small mom and pop stores. Go to your local comic shop. Go to your local record store. Go to your local toy store. There's things everywhere. Craft shops. You know, you name it. Root beer factories. You know, anything you want. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Definitely check that out. And, you know, it definitely helps. It really, really does. And it helps support the community. It's pretty cool. And also on Saturday, we should point out that there's a brand new episode of Doctor Who. And, of course, you can listen to Earth Station Who because we will be covering all the new episodes as they're released. Yes, we will. We will. Definitely. Mr. Mike, you want to take it away and shout out to give us a shout out? As always, it's my pleasure. And, yes, uh, I do want to give a shout out to um, uh, my cousin, Ryan Suffern, who we had on the show uh, about a year or so ago, I think. And uh, he told us about a project that he was working on with artist uh, Kishibashi, who's a musician, uh, does uh, some some great work with uh, violins and, and pop music and everything like that. Um, but uh, he's been working, the musician that is, and Ryan have been working on a song film. Uh, the, the album has been out for about a year or so. And thanks to COVID, it took a little while for the film to come out. But the film is called Omiyari, and it's a song film uh, by Kishibashi. 
it uh, I saw the premiere of it, or at least one of the premieres. It's been touring around the country uh, in various places with Kishibashi, who has been showing the movie, which is about an hour long, and and then doing a concert afterwards uh, with the soundtrack. And the movie is a musical journey of of Kishibashi examining his his heritage as a uh, Japanese American and coming to terms with some heartbreaking and deplorable past of Japanese, the way Japanese have been treated in America. Um, so it's, uh, it's not for the lighthearted, but it's also, I think a pretty important movie. It's a pretty moving movie and it's got a really beautiful soundtrack. He's done some really great music for this. Um, the, the movie, I just got to see it on the big screen here at the variety playhouse, but people will be able to watch it on Paramount plus probably by the time you listen to this, because I do believe it's going to be available starting as we're recording this tomorrow, which is November 22nd. So it's an MTV film. They are the ones who uh, help produce it as well. And uh, you should be able to check it out on Paramount plus it's called Omiyari. That's O M O I Y A R I a song film by Kishibashi. So uh, look it up and check it out because it's a really interesting movie. Even if you're not familiar with uh, Kishibashi as an artist that's really awesome i saw the pictures you posted it was just awesome sorry it, really- it was an awesome night um to be yeah it was really good um kishibashi used to live uh for the longest time he lived in athens so he's kind of a local boy in a lot of ways and uh so this was kind of a hometown run for him uh his hometown show for him and uh he really played uh really well he played long after the long into the night and uh it was a special night the, the film is great um but it deals with some tough stuff so if you are not familiar with the way that the Japanese were treated during World War II, um, be prepared for some <laughs> some uh, some revelations because uh, that was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. Oh, interesting because you brought up the Japanese culture and everything. And um, my ties a little bit into what I was watching this week um, on Apple we got to watch Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which premiered. I saw the first two episodes of that too. We saw the first two episodes and it was amazing. It, I didn't know what I was going to expect and it blew all my expectations out of the water. It was a ton of fun and I'm curious to see where the stories are going to go. And it's, it's big. It's huge. The effects are awesome. The story is good. And the acting is great. And you get Kurt Russell playing the same role as his son, Wyatt. And it's kind of, which is kind of fun to see. And it's just, it's, it's interesting. It, it's not, it's about the monsters, but it's more about this, the company Monarch, which was, has been tied into the King Kong movies and also the Godzilla movies, which they've been doing the last couple of years. And it's, Real interesting to see and definitely recommend it. You know, Apple Plus is just knocking it out of the ballpark right now with everything they're doing. And I'm just having a ball watching all this stuff. And, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting because you have to start now picking and choosing your streaming. And it's because it's getting more and more expensive to do. And they keep on raising the prices. And I know Apple is going to be one that I keep you know, I'm not, that's never going to be on the chopping block just because they keep on putting out quality after quality after quality of shows. And it's pretty darn awesome to watch. So 
definitely recommend absolutely apple's one that i'm like every once in a while i look at it and i'm like oh maybe that one can go and then they'll put out something i'll be like i can't quit you exactly <laughs> exactly it's just too good you just had to chop to the services that we had and you know i'm not happy about doing it but i'm not really watching this the channel right now you know like stars i'll get mm-hmm. back again when outlander comes back but that was the only thing we were watching on it and same thing with AMC Plus, you know, BBC America is part of that. But, you know, Doctor Who's now on Disney. So right. we'll watch, you know, and the only other thing I was watching on AMC Plus was Better Call Saul or um, Interview with a Vampire. And we don't know when Interview with a Vampire is going to be back. So for the next season. So, you know, again, you know, I'll see what what offers they can give me later. But for right now, just to have it because my subscription's coming up it's like no i don't want to do that mm-hmm. so but you know what folks here in the united states it's coming up to thanksgiving and wanted to say thank you for everything out there folks we are thankful for you guys and you know without you guys we couldn't be doing this and that's from you know us doing the show weekly from us doing you know earth station one earth station who dragon con report you know all the other eso shows it's just you know it's it's great that we get get up here and talk geek stuff with you and that's part of the fun of being able to do this and we love it and you know without you guys listening and watching we'd just be talking to each other (laughs) which is not a bad thing but it's always it's a good thing that we get to be able to do this and you know Thank you, as always, for supporting us and everything. We mentioned the Tea Public store. You can check that out. Tea Public is, you know, we have it up, all, the link up to it all the, all over, you know, up on Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, and also on the ESO Network at the top of the webpage, or just go to Tea Public. And I know they're having some Black Friday sales, and you can get T-shirts for 15 bucks right now. You can get, you know, for almost 40% off any of the other items, including stickers or, you know, a mug like Mike Gordon has, or, you know, signs and, you know, there's everything you want, you know, just if you want any kind of ESO swag, that's the place to do it. We also wanted to say thank you to all our patrons. We are so grateful for you guys. And for, and you, if you want to join the patron too, for as little as a dollar a month, you could do that. Like I mentioned earlier, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network. We also want to hear from you. So if you get a chance, please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And of course, we're now in video format up on YouTube. So, you know, weekly you could get to see my lovely face, Mr. Gordon's lovely face. You could see Mary every once in a while on Earth Station. <laughs> Richard, when he could figure out Zoom, he's up here too. Nobody wants to see me. <laughs> and as, as you found out tonight, you know, if you watched us on YouTube, we have a little bit of a bonus material that goes up for YouTube folks too. So, a way of saying thank you and if you made it this far into the video please give us a thumbs up like and subscribe you know that's what you like to say or if you're watching us on apple or listening to us whatever five stars best way to do it or if you want leave feedback we would really like that and you know that's what we would be thankful for because that shows you guys are listening and paying attention and we've spent we spent a long time tonight talking about gifts we want but mm-hmm. if you don't have, we realize money is tight, but if you just like and subscribe, give us a five-star rating, 
It doesn't cost you anything, and it really, really means a lot to us. Well, it might give them a yeah. cramp in their finger or something like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we do appreciate it as always, folks. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, Ms. Mary Ogle, and Mr. Richard Yule. Thank you, guys. We do appreciate you guys. And we will see you next time here on Earth Station One. Peace, everyone. Be safe. Enjoy some turkey if that's what you do. Or if you don't, enjoy the tofurkey or whatever it's <laughs> called. And you know what? We'll see you all later. Peace and well, happy holidays. You've been listening to the Earth Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.